Hey there, folks. Welcome to Rock and Rally Tennis, where it's all tennis, all the time. I'm James Lynn. This is podcast episode number 170. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Rally. That's rock underscore and underscore rally. And on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Rock and Rally Tennis. Rock and Rally Tennis podcast episode number 170 is brought to you by CareerWonder.com, the ultimate career resource site featuring video interviews of professionals from a wide array of industries, sharing the stories, journeys, and insights about their careers and jobs at CareerWonder.com. You know, there's a well-known saying in sports uh, along the lines of play within yourself or know your game, know yourself. And, of course, countless other iterations that essentially advocate being yourself. Now, I was reminded of this recently uh, while watching a men's 4.5 singles match between a couple of players with uh, whom I'm familiar. Let's call them Rob and Dave. Now, both players are solid baseline counterpunchers, neither of whom hit particularly big by today's power game standards. But as, you know, as baseline counterpunchers, both are typically camped out at the baseline and only more than happy to let their opponents initiate the action. And subsequently, they can engage in a battle of attrition, which is the style they are most comfortable playing. Now, Rob and Dave had played against each other maybe four or five times previously, with each player winning at least a couple of times. So they were fairly even in the head-to-head matchup. Now, in this particular match, however, Rob played very offensive-minded, which was surprising. I mean, Rob relentlessly pressed the issue from the baseline and also shockingly approached the net quite a bit including a lot of serve and volley, easily exceeding 20 times on the serve and volley alone. To say that it was out of character for Rob to serve and volley is one heck of an understatement. Frankly, for Rob to serve and volley more than 20 times was probably 20 times more than he had tried in total over the past few years. Needless to say, this aggressive style did not pay off for Rob. In fact, it was quite a disaster, with Rob donating point after point with unforced errors on his overplay of approaches and volleys. You know, for some reason, Rob felt compelled to play this aggressive style, thinking somehow it was a good idea, despite never previously displaying the capability to effectively execute or even the inclination to employ this tactic. You know, in the 10 or so sets I've watched uh, Rob play over the past couple of years, I have rarely seen him approach the net on his own volition and never once saw him serve in volley. Now, to be perfectly candid, the reason why Rob does not venture to net often in the first place is because his skill set around the net area is not quite up to par with the rest of his game. You know, to me, this was yet another example of a player kind of losing track of his game identity, perhaps trying too hard to play to an opponent rather than simply being himself and playing like himself. And folks, this is certainly not limited to recreational and club players. There are examples of this among the pros as well. I mean, for example, and I've talked about this example in previous podcasts, the 2009 U.S. Open final between Federer and Del Potro. Federer was up two sets to one, uh, but for whatever reason seemed content to just exchange power groundies from the baseline against Del Potro, who at the time was just 20 years old and for all intents and purposes had only one reliable weapon in his arsenal, albeit a huge one, and that being, of course, his forehand. Now, it's rare to ever see Federer playing from several feet behind the baseline and scrambling, but that was where he was in many of the baseline rallies, particularly late in the fourth set, which he lost in a lopsided tiebreaker, and of course, in the deciding fifth set in which he was dominated, winning only two games. Federer got overpowered by Del Potro, which is nothing to be embarrassed about, of course, but 
This is Federer we're talking about. It was one of the you know, very few instances I had seen of Federer where he did not play like himself and was very much out of character. Everything from his strategy and tactic to his overall play, and more notably, his unwillingness to make adjustments, particularly in that fifth set, when he was clearly getting blown off the court from the very beginning of that set. For Federer, these kind of moments have been few and far between throughout his illustrious career, but it did cost him in this US Open final. Now, another example, I grew up a huge fan of Boris Becker, who won 49 singles titles, including six Grand Slams in his career. Now, I would describe Becker's brand of power tennis as, uh, well, for lack of better description, a real bullying style of tennis that incorporated a lot of power serve and volleys, big returns on serve, and of course, heavy crushing ground strokes. But for all of Becker's success, he never won a title on clay. Why? Well, in my opinion, and, and I say this as a huge Becker fan, it was very frustrating for me to watch him play on clay because when he played on clay, he did not play his game. He didn't play like himself. It always seemed as if he was hell-bent on proving that he could win on that surface and beat the so-called clay court specialists at their own game from the baseline rather than simply playing his style, his brand of power tennis. Even John McEnroe and Stefan Edberg, who whose uh, serve and volley games and flat ground strokes uh, were not ideally suited for clay, managed to win a few titles on clay. Of McEnroe's 77 career titles, four were on clay, and of Edberg's 41 career titles, three were on clay. I mean, they were able to win on clay, playing like themselves with a lot of serve and volleys. Now folks, the bottom line here is this. Regardless of the level at which you play, you've got to know your game, which includes your strengths, weaknesses, comfort zones, tendencies, etc. And most importantly, when you step onto the court for your match, be confident in knowing yourself and your game. Play your game. You've got to be you. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us at Rock and Rally Tennis. Please subscribe to our podcast at rockandrallytennis.com. I'm James Lynn. See you next time.